panic disorder, rage, severe depression On top of all that, I'm stressing uh -huh. Took a blind date to my therapy session And then tried to kill her Her first impression was I'm groovy I gotta be, I need a lumbotomy yes. But when I press play, trouble leaves up out of me Fuck the real world and my fat ass stuck in Cause in my music, hotties are fucking Woo. expression Getting out all I wrote Depression, ripping out all your throat And if my hearing was ever to go Mass murder would be inevitable I'm a... Welcome to another episode of Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host as always, Jeremy. And let's just say, I'm a violent motherfucker that will say, fuck you. To me, it's all about the bang bang and let's get high. That's all that matters to me. If my homie calls, I don't give a fuck because I'm trapped in my stoner world. And though I disagree with the decision to arrest the previous best president, I, we won't get into that in this show. And I, we are here to bring you that new Funkadelic because we ain't got no haters, only maids and waiters. But let me introduce my co-host. He's still that CHA. He, he can't wait to get to the next episode because he loves recording so much. You may ask him, what's the difference between me and you? And the difference is... He's always at light speed with the edibles he takes on this show. The Watcher himself, motherfucking Chancy Grave. Hi. You got him, Chancy. You got him. <laughs> and for all our hardcore listeners, that one was off the cuff as well. Just putting it out there. Because <laughs> I didn't have time to even write that. I literally just finished the last CD in the last five minutes so but we are back once again with another great show to bring you and a complete yep. opposite of our a complete opposite of our last show as we're switching genres uh -huh. up a little bit it, we're switching genres up completely but oh um, yeah but of course we brought a guest along to muse with us on this and our guest tonight is someone whose show i was on Probably two or three months ago. We honestly are not sure of the date, and I didn't look it up. But our guest tonight is Rusty Diamond of the Public Access Podcast. Rusty, what? how you doing, brother? Yeah, exactly. That's what we do. That's what we do. I don't know, man. I'm fucking good, man. I gotta be on here. So even better, man. And yeah, dude. So wait. So what was the last? album you did or the last set of albums the last episode we did was led zeppelin Demon, demons and wizards and uh richie blackmore's rainbow so how'd that go over pretty i mean it's led zeppelin so it went really it was, well. yeah it was, i thought it was good i mean the guests may love something to be desired, but I mean that won't, we won't go into that in a live show but we are we are here we are here we were here today with a completely different genre of music, which I am happy because we haven't touched the genre of rap music in a long time, and I am happy to be back to it again because it seemed like it seemed like for a while we were doing mainly rap music, and then we went, we went to rock for a while, and that's just the way it goes. But so, as always, Rusty, why don't you tell them a little bit about your podcast before we get going? Sure, uh, my podcast is the P podcast. I usually get out of breath when I say that. The pub podcast, the public access podcast, it has been going for a decade strong. I don't know about strong the whole time, but strong now and strong at the beginning, I'll tell you that much. So, yeah. Um, yeah, started as a podcast interviewing other wrestlers and comedians, and now it's opened up to a lot of fucking cool people and uh, sometimes comedians and wrestlers. But yeah, now I got to open it up and it's, it's fucking cool, man. It's just uh, uh, hit record and fucking go. I There's no, you know, no fucking shit beforehand. I don't, I don't yeah. want to fuck with shit beforehand or on the back end. I don't want to edit. So it just makes everything... Uh, very streamlined, which is important for me because otherwise uh, I'm fucked and I'm going to record like 60 episodes and then have 59 of them that are sitting around for two, three years before I start editing them. So long as I keep it simple, I'm, I'm in good shape. But yeah, so that's the podcast in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, I was on your podcast to talk about paranormal stuff 
well, to begin with, then we went into like a thousand different wormholes, but that's the way it goes. And I, yeah. it was it was a fun fucking episode, if I remember right. I had a lot of fun doing it. And I did too, you, so that means we're, we're good. <laughs> and you'll have to get Chansey on someday because Chansey can talk a whirlwind of topics and he's a funny motherfucker, so. Perfect. Yeah, man, whenever, dude, uh, if you're if Ren and Jeremy, man, you're, you're good in my book, so I can I can work with it. And, the, you know, you know uh, yeah, I know. I, I can get that going. Get that going. I got, uh, I'm going to try to keep the momentum going, but I know that summer's coming up, and so I'm going to probably slow it up a little bit. Try to try to get out and explore some, uh, you know. Well, do all that shit. Do that. Do what the kids do. You know. Well, Chancy will expose himself for podcast or uh, podcast for exposure, whichever you prefer. But uh, all right, um, let's get the show started <laughs> out the right way. What album did you bring to us, Rusty? And why did you want to bring it? Though I don't really need to ask. But why did you want to bring it? Okay. Well, I brought the album, uh, the Chronic, two thousand and one. Still Snoop Doggy D.I. 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 Guess who's back? Because, well, I here's the thing. I had a few different albums in a few different ways I was going. But as far as albums, I can just put on kind of whenever. Because I think that came out in 99. And like 99 had so much good shit. I don't know if it's just because I'm, you know, uh, 25 years old uh, or something like that. Uh, somewhere around there. But 1999, man. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was... I was in high school, and I mean, dude, that shit was fucking, that was on all the time. That was those days of, you know, sitting in my uh, apartment. Uh, and the thing about it is, so uh, I was living with a buddy during high school, and uh, so anyone that wanted to come get stoned would come over to our place because there were no no adults there. And the rule of it was whenever you come over, the you know you had to give me a bomb hit. But we had to do there was these little. I can talk about this, I guess. So cause it's been uh, twenty five years, probably almost. Um, and yeah, it was those little plastic graphics bombs that were like the little cylinder ones, about this big, with the little finger carb on the back and the you know metal fucking bowl and. Uh, the full stem and yeah but we'd have to smoke it in the bathroom with the fan on which was something like i don't know these kids don't have to worry about any of that shit anymore man they can just fucking they can be you know walking wherever they can be taking a shit and smoke it uh and it just vapes away and didn't have to worry about all the stuff like we used to have to but man i put that on i swear that album was on all the fucking time and you know, after, even now, even like, I don't know, at least two, three times a year, I'll still listen to an album, if not more, man, just because all the way through, man, it's just fucking go, 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 fucking good all the way through. And I, you know, I don't know, I was, I was really tempted to do some other shit and, uh, Man, I, I almost did, uh, I almost did a Two Life Crew album, and I almost did a Ween album, and I was like, you know what, fucking Chronic two thousand one, let's fucking do this shit, man. This is, this is what I want, man. This is what I want to talk about, because, yeah, it's a fucking, man. And back, back in the day when people, you know, okay, let me ask you guys this: When was the last time you saw someone who had speakers in the back of their trunk? Like the big fucking box of speakers. Like I haven't seen that for probably before 
like probably since the last time I saw spinners on on wheels, probably would be about the last time I saw speakers in the trunk where you could so you don't hear fucking cars pull up to the stoplight going <laughs> everything starts yeah. rattling and shit. You just don't fucking hear that anymore, man. But that album, I was still ever in pizzas getting fucking baked to shit, driving for Domino's. Um, this album was on quite a bit, man. This album was fucking going. And yeah, I had my speakers in the back of my fucking uh, back, my Ford Focus, man. And my, uh, even in my Cadillac, bumping this in my Cadillac was fucking cool as shit. I didn't have big fucking a big system in there, but and yeah, bumping this in the Cadillac was what I fucking remember it as. But now I just, I don't get that chance anymore, but I can still get it. And it was nice to get to fucking put it on today and just fucking get there, get there and fucking enjoy those tracks. Well, Chancy, what did you think of Chronic 2001? Well, I mean, I enjoyed the album when it came out. But the best part was is that I was even able to get uh, a top five of just regular songs and a top five of the skits from the album. You bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I... The skits were important, man. The skit, uh, I, I won't get into my numbers, but uh, well, spoiler alert, number one of, of those is, is a skit, so. Oh, somebody pulled a chancy. Yeah, I fucking went right for it, man. Went right fucking for it. That album, yeah, just, and I don't know how many times I've said those things. Just one of those, just go through it. But yeah, it's fucking, I don't know. So what, uh... Well, yeah, let me just say, because I've been waiting for someone to bring this album on for how many episodes we've been doing. 50-something 50, 50 at this point, I think. But I've been waiting for someone to bring this episode on for a long fucking time. To bring this album on for a long fucking time, because... I didn't want to bring it to a show because I wanted a guest to bring it. I, that's the only reason I haven't brought this album on yet in any of our rap episodes. Especially like we've done Eminem, we've done Easy E, we've done other '90s rappers, and I never brought this album on because I wanted to wait until a guest brought it on. So when that was the first, without the first message you sent me, it said, "How about Dre 2001?" I was like, "Oh fuck yes, <laughs> finally, finally!" Like it was just one of those things where. I didn't even really listen to this album when it came out because I wasn't allowed to listen to music like that when it came out. Like, my parents were strict about that shit. Like, if it had that parental advisory sticker on it, like, then I wouldn't be able to buy it. Like, sure. my dad didn't break down that shit till like 2003, but when I was in high school. But still, like, it's just, I was so happy you brought this album on because this, this album is, I used to live repeats of listening to this album too. Like, it stoned out my mind, fucking drinking while driving and all that shit. Like, I used to listen to this album while delivering pizza, too. So, this I album... Good pizza delivery uh, album. If you're a pizza delivery driver and you like getting a little buzz, Nick, go and fucking put on Chronic 2001. And any, and any burnt CD I made back then, like mixes and whatnot, <laughs> always had at least two or three songs of this album on it. So, like, it's just... It's the way it goes. I mean, Kronk 2001 is one of the most classic rap albums ever. It defined rap in the late 90s. It defines rap to this day. and It's better than most rap these days. So I loved it. But what were your top five there, Rusty? Because I'm kind of curious. Oh, shit. Okay, so number five. Well, I don't know if I have them in order, though. So I had uh, I had Bang Bang because it's just like it's cool man yeah it's still dre uh next episode which like i wasn't sure about putting those ones on because like i don't know man like they're fucking great but i've heard them a lot so but it doesn't matter man they're still fucking it's still good shit so 
I'm all right with that. And then uh, Big Egos, because, man, you know, I should have put that up there because the M's get it out one, dude. Um, the, yeah, the the AC Green, uh, you know, you look like AC Green, bitch, don't call here anymore. You know, that's fucking classic. And by then, I think my favorite one was the uh, Education with fucking uh, Eddie Griffin, man. <laughs> You've made Chancey's day. Dude, uh, every time, man, like, I just, I, I'm fucking, okay, I get it, man. This, that, I, that's the one that fucking hit, man. It was fucking so good. So good. And, like, I can't, can't help but say it sometimes. But, you know. What you gonna do, man? So yeah, I'd say those are my my top five there. All right, Chance a lot. What are your two top five lists you made up for this album? Okay, so for my actual song list, number five is Explosive. Uh, no, number four was The Watcher. Uh, number three was Murder Inc. Number two was Let's Get High. And number one was what's the difference? Now for the nice. Uh, For the skits, number five was uh, the car bomb. Number four was Lolo. Number three was pause for porno. Number two was the (laughs) outro, and number one was education. Hell yeah! Fucking perfect, man. Now, see, I had the same number, Shanty, but none of mine are skits because I straight up had five honorable mentions for the CD because it's such, such, a, such a fucking amazing CD. How could you not? So, number 10 was The Watcher, which is funny because it was the first one on the list, but it just got, kept getting pushed down. Number nine is Lightspeed because I used to love listening to Lightspeed while I was stoned as fuck to deliver pizza. Like if you're, when I'm when I'm fucking speeding around in my fucking Subaru Forester and feel like I'm going at light speed because I'm stoned, like it's fucking incredible. Number eight was Murder Inc. Number seven was Bang Bang, and it's funny because uh, Snoop Dogg did a song with the Coconostra, and, and like later in the 2000s called Bang Bang as well. But and number six is Fuck You. Because that's an amazing song as well. My top five, though, there's no, they, they all have to be my top five. There's no way they couldn't be. Number five is Let's Get High. Number four is Forgot About Dre, because as much as I dislike Eminem, I do love that song with him. It's a classic. <laughs> ah, the whole fucking stand next to a truck with two broken legs in the garage. And like, still no one found out. Like, it's still fucking amazing. Like, and I remember the music video so well from my fucking childhood. But number three is What's the Difference? Because What's the Difference is an amazing fucking song. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it exhibits on that song too. So it's a damn I good song. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I missed the X to the Z. I was wondering about him. I asked someone about him like two, three days ago. It could have been like two, three months ago or a week ago. But and I was like, what the fuck happened to Exhibit, man? I fucking missed Exhibit. I I believe he's either dead or in jail, if I'm not mistaken. But okay, well, I believe he... I I could be 100 wrong, but I believe those are those are two extreme fucking <laughs> like you know he's either somewhere uh, you know three hots in a cot or fucking dead. Three hots in a cot, man. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have to make sure I I reference that later on. Uh, three hots. Oh. Uh, uh, I oh. Hear me. Oh, well, I mean, he he apparently apparently he did pimp my ride, and then but he was he was in a lot of trouble for tax evasion for the, after that. So apparently he's been. Uh, Working on the same album since 2011. Since since that ended, he's been working on the same album since 2011. And I mean, he appeared he appeared on Dre's album Compton when like uh, Straight Out Compton came out. But since then, he's been working on the same fucking album 
and he was also an empire. So he he did, he did the acting thing for a while. Oh, okay. All right. So he, he's still getting after it, and he doesn't need to. But all right, I can get I can get up with that up with that down with that whatever. Yeah. All I mean, right. But of course, my number two, number one had to be what they are, because number two is the next episode. And number one is still Dre, because that's one of the best songs ever. Still Dre is one of my top songs ever, just because, uh, I mean, just the fucking like beat to that song is fucking incredible. Like class, like it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's basically just a sequel to not another G thing, but or nothing but a G thing. But I mean, it's basically a sequel to that. But it's just. Such an incredible B, and I mean Snoop and Dre, you can't go wrong with. They're the best combo ever. Like, it's pretty fucking cool seeing that that fucking track coming together. I mean, even without fucking yeah Snoop and Dre on it, like it's still fucking so good. And you can put anyone, you know. Now that mashups are, they, they you know they made such resurgence lately since I mean like 15 years ago they were huge. And then they just kind of went away, but now with AI being able to split apart any fucking uh, vocals from instrumental in like a minute or two, like you can do whatever the fuck you want now. Put all, you know. Yeah, hundred. Uh, yes, you are. I mean, people on reels and memes do them all the time and shit. Like they make, they put like these beats in the back of their reels and it's just like a Dre beat or something like that and. There is no better beat maker than Dr. Dre. Like, I believe that to this day, he makes the best beats out of anybody in the world. Like, a, no one does better than him. But his, his sampling is fucking amazing. Uh, the, the shitty samples is fucking. You can go and listen to any one of those songs, and they're all fucking good. Anything he fucking has sampled. Oh, I mean, yeah, God, yeah. I mean, he's just incredible. And especially since Straight Out Compton came out and like, it shows like him and Snoop Dogg and like the, towards the end of it, like putting together nothing but a G thing. Like it's incredible. Like I, that movie reinvigorated my love for Dr. Dre because it kind of went away for a while because he, he kind of went into the producing thing more than anything else. Like he went to the producing thing more than anything else. Like that's just what it was. But so, I mean, I was so happy you brought the CD on because it literally, I got the, on my way to work yesterday, I got to relive one of like my dream, like my my childhood CDs. So I loved it. Did you get to get baked while you were doing that allegedly? What, what was that? Oh, did you get to get baked while you were listening to it? Uh I mean, no. When I went when I went on lunch, I was doing a little bit of a tequila nip to it, but I mean, <laughs> still. Goddamn dogs! But I mean, still, like that's just one of those things. Like I. I can drink or smoke to the CD or be sober to the CD. It's still an amazing CD. Absolutely. But, Chancy, what CD did you bring this week to match that? And why did you want to bring it? I'm honestly a little curious. Uh, so, I brought Tupacalypse by Tupac. And honestly, I did my usual YouTube shuffle. So I go to my YouTube fucking music like list and I hit fucking shuffle play. And the first song that came up was fucking Brenda's Got a Baby. So I went to that album and picked that album. <sighs> well, uh, see, here, here, I was, here I was thinking you brought it just because you know my uh, opinion about Tupac. But What's your opinion about Tupac? Oh, I'll get to that in a minute. But first, Ooh, I want to hear, hear what you thought of that of uh, Tupac's album there, Rusty. Man, you know, I, I liked it. And like one of the main reasons, but he was kind of constant through all of it, 
is uh, any track with Shock G is going to be a fucking winner for me, man. Like, I don't know, man. Any of the fucking digital underground shit was like, it's hard for me to pass those ones up. And yeah, I had a buddy, my buddy Matt, he used to play Tupac all the time, man. Um, and so, yeah, that brings me back to those days of also working at Domino's, driving around, getting fucking stoned. So it worked out kind of nice, man. Um, bringing me back, bringing me back to some some simpler times. Exactly, exactly. And see, I am not a Tupac fan by any fucking means. I, between the whole Biggie-Tupac war, I always was on Biggie's side, but... I know Dre brought up Tupac, and you'd think I like him more because of that, but it just—it's not the case. Like, I just—I don't like his—I don't like his flow. That's the biggest issue I have with Tupac. Like, I—I I can't dig his flow. I can't dig his lyrics to any like major degree. Like, it's just—I can't relate to him. Well, he was like—he was a Juilliard kid, right? Didn't he go to Juilliard in New York? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. And it's funny, uh, just recently we were talking about his mom on one of my podcasts. And now they just made something about her, like who she was and shit. Like, yeah, Tupac, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know. I always I always like it, but it's like, you know. Compared he, had, to a lot he of, had it pretty set up for him, Kyle, you know. I mean, compared to a lot of other 90s rappers out there, he's just on the bottom of the list for me. I mean, Big E, fucking uh, DMX, like uh, Brother Lynch, Big Daddy Kane. I mean, and that's, wow. I mean, and that's not even getting into, like, the juggalo world in the 90s. Like, I, I'm avoiding those ones just because they're not related even. But, like, there's just so many other rappers I prefer in the 90s compared to him. I mean... Dre, Snoop, I mean, just so Ice Cube, just so many. Like, there's so many rappers that prefer to Tupac. Have you ever but, been to the gathering? No. One of my biggest regrets is I never got a chance to go to the gathering. I just, I never had the chance to take that much time off any job to go. But, yeah. so, I mean, and I mean, I've also been told, like, you don't want to go. It's like a shit show. Like, it's literally. Just it's fucked up people on drugs that just do stupid shit the whole time. And like half the people there get kicked out in like the first day. Like, I mean, they don't even, they don't even have like the drug, the drug bridge anymore going in because you can't, but like when they first start, when they first start doing it, there was a thing called in the place they always did like the first 10 years they did it. Uh, there was a place, there was a, on the way in, there was like a little bridge you crossed over to get into like the camp, like the campground area. They did it. And, It, it was called the drug bridge because you could literally buy any drug known to man on that bridge on your way into the gathering. And so like ICP started catching heat for that shit. So they stopped doing it. Like they stopped letting people do that. And like they started cracking down security. And I mean, it probably would have been wild to go in my twenties, but now that I'm a fucking husband and father with two kids, like I couldn't go. Like it's just no way in hell. And, and they're not going to be doing it much longer anyway, because violent J has health problems and shit, but and they're catching a lot of heat right now for the whole Violent J doing what every other fucking musician does and not checking IDs when they go in the tour bus and shit. But, I mean, it's just... So, I mean, I don't know. ICP's slowly... They're probably going to do, like, two more albums to finish off their second Joker's deck, and then they'll probably just, you know, say, this is it. We're done now. We're, it's not a joke like last time. We're officially done now. Like, that's, we're just done. Like, it's... It's been almost 40 years of us rapping for you. We're we're done. You have so many CDs to listen to at this point. Like, we don't need to give you more. Yeah, they've done shitloads. And, like, not a lot of people fucking hustle as much as them. No, I mean, I mean they. It. there are so many artists out there that can thank ICP for giving them a start and for getting them big. And now they're, now they're, all, on, now they're all on Twisted's label. So, I mean, it's just kind of funny in a way that it works out that way, which – Kind of tells you things about Violent J and Shaggy to begin with that everybody wanted to ditch ship and go to Twisted's label immediately after they started it. So I don't know. It's just, I, I you never can know the full drama behind any of this stuff because no nobody's going to tell you the truth about it all. So, 
at least not until they're dead. Then maybe someone will come forward and tell you the truth about it. But so yeah, who knows? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, it's just the way it's gonna go. But I, I am not a fan of Tupac. This CD wasn't as bad as the last CD Chance brought on by Tupac. But what was the last one? Fuck if I remember. Um, okay. <laughs> actually, have you brought Tupac before Chancey? I can't remember honestly. I, I might be confusing with the time you brought Biggie. I uh, I don't remember. I I I know I brought Biggie though. Yeah, you brought uh, the one with Juicy on it, but yeah, ready, but uh, ready to die. I don't know. You you haven't brought Tupac. I'm thinking of Easy E, who was another rapper. Yeah. Otherwise. Which I'll get to that in a minute. But that's another rapper that I'm not a big fan of. But not a big fan of Easy. Nah, he. Yeah, I know. I mean. I'll get to that in a minute, but okay. no, I'm just, I'm just not a fan of Easy in a lot of ways. But, but uh, I, I, I thought it was kind of funny. That's why I want Chance to go next because we did Dre. And now we're bringing a rapper who was brought up by Dre originally before Dre and Death Row split ways. But, but uh, what were your top five for your CD, Chancey? Number five was uh, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, number number four was violent. Number three was part time mother. Number two is Brenda's got a baby, and uh, number one was words of wisdom. Yeah, that's that's funny. You're gonna see why that's funny in a few minutes. But uh, Rusty, what were your top five for Chancy CD? Um, I had I had number five was. Uh, Violent number four was Brenda's Got a Baby, three uh, was Trapped, two was The Lunatic, and Rebel the Underground was my favorite. All right, which, yeah, I gotta say, if it's if it's got fucking Shock G in it, it's gonna it gets it gets extra points, so (laughs) yeah. So you were, you were actually kind of similar to Chansey's top five in that almost. But see, why it's funny, Chansey, is that my top five is kind of the opposite of your top five. Because Lunatic, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't write them down because I just literally finished, finished listening to see like five minutes before the show started. But Lunatics and um, Part-Time Mother, like they could easily be my honorable mentions because they were both really good songs. But my number five was Words of Wisdom, because I did enjoy the fucking beat and that and the message behind it. Number four was Trapped, because that was a damn good song. Number three was I Don't Give a Fuck, because that is amazing. Like I, I agree with everything in that. But I, I feel like he uses some of the same like samples or beats that ICP does in some of his songs. I mean, maybe he was inspired by them because they came around first, but I don't know. I, I could be wrong about that, but I feel like he was. Were there any Tupac uh, ICP collaborations? No, no. He 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 died way too early for that to ever happen. But they weren't really collaborating with people. I mean, they collaborated with Snoop Dogg in 98, but like big uh, Tupac was already dead by that point. So, I mean, they really didn't get to collab with a lot of big artists before that point. So... Well, now they can. Oh, I mean, now without without you know them doing anything. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they would. I mean, they mentioned well, a lot of they mentioned a lot of like big rappers and like they're like like they'll, 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 they'll throw shout outs to a lot of big rappers in their music, but they never mentioned Tupac. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they're not fans either. I just I I never heard them even mention him, so I don't really know how they feel. But number two was if my homie calls because I love that fucking song. Like that's that's right there is right there with like uh, the juggalo idea. Like if you see a juggle in a fight, that's your fight. Like you need to get involved in that shit. But and then number one was violent because that's honestly the one that reminded me the most of like an ICP beat. So I mean, I'm, this was definitely a not bad Tupac CD to bring. I'm honestly surprised you didn't bring the one with California Love on it. But but I mean, eh. I understand that you want. You brought his first CD, and I get that you wanted to do that probably for reasons. But so, I mean, those are my top five, and that's how I feel about Tupac. Basically, I mean, anybody who listens to this show, I'm pretty sure I made that clear before. How I feel about Tupac. I'm just 
I'm not a fan of Tupac, really. I never have been. Probably never will be. Like, it's just not my style of music. But that brings us to my CD. And my CD, I brought my CD just because you want to bring Dre. And then I'm gonna bring another. I'm gonna bring another member of NWA to the freaking table, because why not? And I've and Chancey picked his CD first before I got a chance to pick mine. So he, I knew who he was bringing. And I'm like, well, if he's gonna bring someone that a member of NWA brought up, I'm gonna bring you a member of NWA that I actually like. Unlike Eazy-E, who I don't like at all because I don't like his musical stylings. Like some of his songs are decent, but they're not. I'll never say any of his music is great. But I decided to bring Ice Cubes. Everything's corrupt. I was gonna bring like one of the original. I was gonna bring like his first CD or one of like his earlier CDs, but this is by far my favorite Ice Cube CD overall. It came out in 2018, and I like was listening. I was listening to it on repeat for a long time because it was just such a good CD, and it was so relevant to the world today. And there's one song that I'll talk about when I get to my top five, but there's one song on it that just like to me is like the final chapter and something in a way, and I'll get to that in a minute, but. So, I mean, I had to bring Ice Cube, and I was so happy I brought the CD because listening to it made me realize, again, made me realize, like, I haven't listened to it in, like, three years probably, and it made me realize how much I love the CD again, and, like, I was so happy I brought it. But what, as the guest, what did you think of my CD, Rusty? You know, I hadn't heard this fucking album, which is crazy. Um, I Because, like, I'm a good... 10, 15 years behind, if that, uh, of anything that goes on in the world. I'm, uh, I don't know, man. I'll probably hear it. Yeah, like, I, I'm glad I got to hear it because I don't know, man. Fuck it. Yeah, man. I, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't have told you that Ice Cube came out with an album five years ago that, like, I didn't know about. I don't know what the fuck I was doing in 2018. I think everything's just kind of been a blur. And somehow, uh, I guess I never got into Ice Cube. Uh, fucking 2018. I've, you know, I've I've heard a lot of other Ice Cube albums, but not nothing from 2018. So yeah, I was pretty fucking pleased with it, man. It had well, it, it had some good shit on it, man. It's funny because the last CD he put out before this was like 2012 or 2013. So like he took some time off to do movies and whatnot and to. I, and I think to work on Straight Out Compton a lot, like before when he before he came back with the CD, like he just he took time to do other shit and get and like promote other people. Like his sons become a rapper, like after Straight Out Compton. So Doughboy, his son Doughboy, which I love that name for him because it's because in 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 one of the NWA song or in one of the Ice Cube's like most favorite songs, he straight up says like "Don't call me Doughboy," <laughs> but and that's the name his son fucking chooses for an album. So it's so- like fuck. Is that the actor's son, or is that yeah. a different son? Is there more uh, than one son? I believe he has a couple sons, but his son, who's a rapper, was also played him in Straight Outta Compton. Okay, yeah, yeah, that guy, uh, fucking whatever, yeah, Junior, yeah. the Junior version of him. Yeah, I forget, I forget Ice Cube's fucking legal name, but um, but yeah, I'm yeah, blanking he, on it right he, now too. Yeah, he played that role, and he um. He started he started rapping as Doughboy, and he's on a lot of like Ice Cube's like tracks on stuff singles he's done and shit. And, like I fucking love that he's his son's a rapper now too, and he looks exactly like him as a young, he looks like a young Ice Cube basically. But so and the and his name choice was fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> but but uh, Chancy, what do you think of this Ice Cube album? I. Uh... 
I, I wasn't really a fan. It's just not not what I expected from an Ice Cube album. Like, the first half really kind of just sucked, and the last half kind of made up for it in a way. I mean, I was able to come up with a top five, but, like, it's definitely not something I'd be reaching for on a repetitive basis. Where would you go instead? What's that? Where would you go instead? Like, who who would you pull up instead of this album? Or would it be uh, another Ice Cube album? Oh, I mean, yeah, it, I mean... I would go, if I was going to go with Ice Cube album, any Ice Cube album would be fine. It's just, I'm not a fan of, of this particular one. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not like America's Most Wanted or his first album he put out after he left NWA. Like, it's nowhere near those albums, but it's just... Right. And the other reason I wanted to bring it is because... We are doing an Ice Cube bracket next month on the show, and oh. only one only one of the songs from this um, album are actually in the bracket. And I had to put it there because it wasn't in the ranking, so I had to put it there because it's my favorite song on this album, but we'll get to that in a minute, but still, it's just... So I wanted to bring this album because I wanted to throw Ice Cube, this, this CD, some love before we throw all of Ice Cube's hits love. So... Ooh. I mean, you're not going to... None of the songs in the CD are, oh, except one maybe, are going to be like It's a Good Day or Bop It or um, You Can Do It. Like, none of them are going to beat those songs. Like, those are classic Ice Cube hits from the 90s, 2000s. Like, nothing's going to beat those. So, I mean, it's just, I had to bring this album. It was a good chance to bring this album in and get some love and get people to hear it. Because I, I think, like you, Rusty, a lot of people don't realize that Ice Cube did an album in 2018. So, yeah. No, dude, I fucking don't know shit about what's going on anywhere. So, like, <laughs> it could just be me, though, too. Like, I don't know, man. I fucking uh, I don't know shit that goes on outside in the world. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I love this CD. I, I honestly, I think I only found it because it was right there. Like, I watched Straight Out Compton for the first time. And, like, I was looking up, I was, like, doing an Ice Cube playthrough of all his music. And, like, and then I saw this discography that this came out, like, recently. And I was like, oh, shit. And, like, I put it on and. Like a lot of the songs this I do like though. I mean, it's not you're not gonna come into an album that Ice Cube did this late in his career and expect him to be doing like the same old gangster shit. Like it's gonna be more political, it's gonna be more relevant to like world stations and pol and like sociology and all that. It's gonna be like a little more intelligent of an album than just I killed this guy, like like a lot of his earlier stuff was like I mean, I love Ice Cube, but it's just and I love uh, his group he did. What the fuck they called? Oh, um, uh, what the hell is Ice Cube's group called? I can't remember. I can't even think of it now. But uh, Gorillas in the Mist, like they did Gorillas in the Mist. Like I fucking love. That. I love that track. I love that CD. I love that CD. I forget what the hell they call what themselves. The but, what the fuck? Oh, uh, it's gonna. Uh, it's gonna know the shit. I mean, now. Oh, uh, what is it? <sighs> Uh, it's a it's a movie apparently, but um, fucking Christ! Ah, uh, the hell is it called? I know Snoop Dogg had the dog pound. Oh, the Lynch Mob. Okay. The Lynch Mob. They that was his group that he started. Like same as Snoop Dogg started the Dog Pound. But so I mean, I I love their shit and I love Ice Cube's stuff from the early from the early days even. But I so wanted to bring uh. The first CD he did because it had no Vaseline on it, but that's going to be in the bracket. So I figured I'd let that love. I figured I'd let the love get for that song when we get to that song. But, uh, but I mean, I I love the CD. That's why I brought it. And I had four honorable mentions for the CD. So yes, the guest album got more honorable mentions than my CD did. That's the that's the funny part because of course it's chronic. But two thousand one means we're taking over this shit. You hear? <laughs> exactly but my number nine was bad dope because i love the i love the i love the flow and i love the beats in that freaking song like it's just amazing and i know a lot of people personally that died from overdoses and shit so bad dope is a real thing out there and 
like, I mean, dope also has many meanings because I'll say all the time, like, I don't smoke no bad dope, but number eight is one for the money because I, I mean, the lyrics in that song are fucking incredible. Number seven is uh, non-believers, and that's mainly because Esham used the same sample in his uh, one of his songs when it opens the beginning. It's like we got a lot of non-believers in here. Like it's, and I like I like the lyrics of like, like they're not a believer, make them a believer. Like that to me is inspiring as shit. Number six is the street set, the street shed tears, because that to me is like a very. Polit- political song about like yeah Moose, it's political but that's a really like political song to me about like like this like people need to stop this hood shit like it just it's over like it's kind of what he was saying that song was like the hood shit's over like it was great in the 90s and 2000s but like end this shit like you all need to be united now because shit's coming down the way that's gonna be a lot worse than hood shit but Number five was the title track, Everything's Corrupt, because the fucking beat in that song is incredible. And I, I agree. Everything is corrupt now. Like, the world is a corrupt place, especially now more than ever. So, number four is Ain't Got No Haters, because I've always loved the lyrics in that songs. Like, Ain't Got No Haters, I Got Wades and ma- I Got ma- yeah, Maids and Waiters. Like, that, that to me is just, like, funny. Like, it's funny. Like, He's basically saying, like, I ain't got no haters. Like, I'm rich. I don't give a fuck what you think of me. So but, I, I figured out the other one, the West Side Connection. Oh, West Side Connection, too. Yeah, shit. That's, I, I could not fucking think of it for the life of me, man. And I was just like, what the fuck, man? Uh, but yeah, man, you know. Yeah, West Side, West Side Connection is pretty fucking dope. I like their shit, too, to some degree. But uh, number three was that new Funkadelic, because I love the George Clinton sample in the beginning. Dude, and I love, yeah. And I, I love the, I love that like he kept the George Clinton beat throughout the whole thing, kind of like. Number two, even though I disagree with the, the message behind it, because he 2018 is two years after Trump was in office, so his song "Arrest the President" was my number two, because it's the opener song to the fucking tra- CD, and he straight up says like "Orange is the new white," which made me laugh my ass off. So, I mean. It just, I mean, that just made me laugh my ass off. And I, I don't agree with the message behind it, but like I do agree with the fact that it's like, and I find it ironic as fuck that they literally did, did just arrest Trump like now. So he was kind of protecting the future with that shit. We listen to Ice Cube five years later. Yeah, exactly. And like, number one is the one song from the CD that made it into the bracket. And it's, it's Good Cop, Bad Cop because it's kind of a sequel to Fuck the Police. Like, he even kind of uses the same lyrics over again, like, because he wrote, because Ice Cube wrote Fuck the Police. And it's literally like, uh, like, black police showing out for the white cop. Like, he usually, he literally uses the same lyric again. And I, that song came out way before this CD did. Like, it was a single video he out there for a long time before the CD came out. And I love the video. I mean, and the fucking beat, like, the, Bam, bam, bam. Like, it's just fucking incredible. Like, it's like, I fucking love that song. Like, that may be one of my favorite Ice Cube songs ever. Like, besides like the, his top five, six songs that any ranking would have. But like, it's just the fact that he came out with that like 30 years later as like a follow up to fuck the police. Like, and it, it kind of, and the fact that he says in it, even though it was, even though BLM wasn't a thing at the point, at this point yet, because BLM didn't start to like 2020. He straight up says, oh. like, oh, I mean, it, it was there, but it wasn't like a big thing till like 2020 right. COVID hit. But yeah, he straight up says, like, black, he straight up says, like, black lives matter is not just chit chatter. And I was like, oh, and like, and then when BLM started like two years later, I was like, oh, shit, Ice Cube called this. Like, it's almost like he would, he knew something was coming. But so, I mean, it's, it's almost like Ice Cube could tell the future in a way. Like, he, he has a way of seeing the future in some ways. Like, a lot of people can, but maybe he just has a way of seeing it. And, I don't know. Or maybe he has connections. I don't fucking know, but I had to bring the CD. Like, I had to, but Rusty, what were your top five for the CD? Shit. I had uh, I think number, let's see, number four was uh, Firewater, or number five, I guess, is Firewater. Number four was Arrest the President. 
Number three was uh, Street Shed Tears. Number two was One for the Money. And number one was Ain't Got No Haters, which I don't know. Awesome. Like, I, <laughs> it's uh, the beats, man. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like I picked most of those because when the beat fucking dropped was kind of where I was going with it with how I was feeling for each one of the songs. Oh, I, I ain't going to show you no hate for that because, I mean, those are all good songs. And Firewater, to me, is just too simple lyrics. That's why I couldn't put it in my top, in like my top nine even because it was just too simple lyrics. Like, yeah. like I mean, if you're going to call, if you're going to write a song called Firewater, at least put something about Native Americans in it, like to try to tie it back to where that phrase came from. Like, that's just my personal opinion. But Chance a lot. What were your top five for Ice Cube? Chancey, are you alive? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did you take another edible? Yep. Goddamn, Vito. <laughs> so, my top five for your uh, CD, Jeremy. Is uh, number five on the pills. Uh, number four is ain't got no haters. Number three is everything's corrupt. Uh, number two is that funkadelic, and of course, number one is super OG because naturally, <laughs> I, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> is that really your number one or do you actually have a song to go with it no it's my number one <laughs> you son of a bitch but um I'm, I'm honestly surprised that neither of you had good cop bad cop in your top five like it's just nah. how, could, how could you not like that song like it's not that I didn't like it it just was it wasn't top five yeah, see, it was like a, it was like a six. Yeah, see, that's, I a, might. yeah. that's a song. That's a song that got me back into Ice Cube because I saw I, that video came up on YouTube on like randomly when I was like having like a shuffle playlist playing while I was at work, and that song came up and I was like, "What is this? Like, why does this sound so fucking incredible?" And I was like, "Oh, it's Ice Cube. No wonder it sounds incredible." But I'm like, okay, if Ice Cube has new music out, I need to go fucking check it out. But, I mean, but I mean, that's just the way it went for me. I fucking, I love Good Cop, Bad Cop. Like, I don't know why. Like, you should watch the video. Like, the video kind of speaks volumes as well. But, and the fact that he put that out before, like, all these police killings came out of nowhere during COVID. And right, right before COVID. So, I mean... He was kind of telling the future with a lot of his songs, and it's just, uh, but the the pill song, Chancy, I did like that song as well. I did like that song as well because that's very relevant to this day and age where people are dying from pills constantly, and people can't pay their bills. People can't pay their bills because they're taking pills. Like that's just that's truth. And I mean, it's not like he was predicting the future of that song because it was already happening at that point. But he kind of like was just it's social commentary, and I love social commentary in rap. Like, that's why the Tupac songs I picked, I picked because it's social commentary for when the CD yeah. came out or even today still. But, well, there you go, folks. Three amazing rap CDs. Well, okay, two amazing rap CDs and one Tupac CD. And, oh. but, <laughs> but, uh, t- t- Tupac's, not, Tupac's not horrible. I mean, he's not horrible, but I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just, I can't get it. Same as easy, easy. I can't I, get into. I I can't. I, can't, I, can't. I, I just can't believe. We, I just can't. It just. It doesn't fucking register to me how you're just the things that you say, the things that come out of your mouth. It's like what in the actual fuck, dude. Now you sound like my wife, but. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, it's just. I don't know. Tupac and Easy I can't get into. I've tried multiple times on this show and before this show to get into them, and I just can't. I've listened to Easy E's whole discography. I've listened to Tupac's whole discography before, and I can't get into them. Like it's just, I don't know. 
It's not even like a, oh, fuck Tupac, I'm a Biggie fan type thing. It's just, I can't get a Tupac. Like, I would love to be able to, I would like to be able to love them both, but I can't. I mean, I'm not even that big a fan of Biggie, for God's sake. I mean, I like a lot of his songs, but I'm not like, a, I'm not going to worship him like he's one of the greatest rappers ever because he's not. Like, if Tupac and Biggie didn't die, they would not be as big as they are. That That is my final statement for about them. Is if they didn't die, they wouldn't be as big as they are. They became martyrs. They became martyrs in the rap world. That's all. Who it else is. would you? Who else would you put in that category? People who died that shouldn't be as popular as they are. I honestly can't even think of anybody else, like in the rap world, especially. But I mean, um, let's go anywhere. Let's I mean, open even, it up to anything. Someone I mean, who even, died. Uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. I don't think he was. I don't think he was that great an actor. But because he died, he became this huge thing. I mean, I just literally. You know, I, 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 I just literally was on a bracket for the, for the first part, like the first part of a bracket for comic book movies, and Dark Knight got beaten out by Hellboy, and I was so happy when that happened. Like, because I, I fucking do not like Heath Ledger's Joker. I don't like him in anything he's ever done, really. Like I wasn't a fan of Knight's Tale or any of the other movies he's been in. Like I'm just I'm not a Heath Ledger fan. Like I'm not. I don't think he's that great an actor. And if he didn't die, it wouldn't be all that. Yeah, so like, if I, you're if you're so so in anything, just die. And you'll have a good chance of like I mean, it, and it's funny because I literally I started sessions last night with a woman that was on my paranormal podcast who helps you figure out your life true life's purpose. And like we did an introductory session last night before we start like the 14 week process of a full of a full program and in my fucking human design off the site she gets it off of it said like i am like one of my per- like i have the personality of a martyr oh which it's ironic as fuck <laughs> but she said it, it doesn't mean like you have to die to get to get like famous it's just it's just one of the words they use to describe it there's another word in there too i can't think of at the moment but it was like similar but like i just to me it was just funny because i'm like how am I a martyr? <laughs> like, I'm not, like, I'm not a martyr. Like, if I die, people wouldn't give a shit. Like, maybe a handful of people will give a shit, but most people wouldn't give a shit in the world if I died. Like, my podcast wouldn't become huge if I died. I know that. Like, it wouldn't be a thing. It wouldn't be a thing. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, he died. His podcasts are so great. Like, it's not going to be a thing like that. Like, my podcasts are going to be big only if, I keep work- only if I keep working at them. Like, it's just, I don't get it. Like, but... I mean, that's my personal opinion about Tupac and uh, Biggie. Is if they didn't die, they wouldn't be as they wouldn't even be as big as they are. I think they would have faded out eventually, or they may have had those hardcore fans who worshipped them until the end of days, but they wouldn't be as big as they are. It's because they died, and the story of how they died and how they were friends at one point and then became enemies, like because of West Coast East Coast bullshit. Like it just, it's the story. I think more than the music is why they're so big. Same with Heath Ledger. Same with Heath Ledger. Same with not Joaquin Phoenix, uh, River Phoenix. Like same, same with him. Like it's just they got big because they died. They weren't that great of actors to begin with. I mean, River Phoenix. I don't know that much of his work to really say that, but he could be probably thrown in the same category. I mean, Buddy Holly is the exception to that. I think though, because his music was amazing. Him dying had nothing to do with that. His music was just amazing to begin with, and him dying was just a horrible accident. But yeah, that whole thing was crazy. Uh, and you know who fucking gained the most out of all that is fucking Waylon Jennings. Yeah, yep. Waylon Jennings gave up his spot on the plane, and uh, yep, the rest is history. And Waylon, Waylon did. Oh, I mean, you think about, I mean, like, I don't think Waylon's as popular as fucking, you know. Buddy Holly or Richie Valens or the Big yeah. Bopper. Mm. Yeah, I mean. Well, maybe maybe more than Richie Valens or Big Bopper, but but then, uh, but, then but then again, if, if Richie Valens didn't die, La Bamba might not have been a big hit as it was. Right. Like it's just you don't know these things unless you can go to alternate timelines and see like what happened if they lived. But it's just I don't know. I don't know. It's just. Food for thought, people. Food for thought. That's all it is. Right. That's my opinion. Hold it against me if you want to hold it against the show. But 
Rusty, we want to thank you for coming on because it's been an amazing yeah. show. We we've yeah. had fun with you today, and Likewise, you'll have to man. You'll, 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 you'll have to message Chancy at some point to set up a show with him because you guys could talk music and so much more because Chancy is a expert on a lot of different subjects. Sure, but, yeah. Just uh, send me. Uh, you I'll, are you I'll, on? Yeah, hook I'll up. Shoot, link us up. I'll I'll shoot you Chancy's profile link so you could message him. But cool, yeah. But yeah, I'm starting to book again. So yeah, and Rusty, um, tell the audience where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, and just self-promote to the fullest. Uh, stay the fuck away from me in a deep dark alley. So <laughs> that's so that's what I gotta say. Um, you can find anything I do. You go to rustydiamond.net. Uh, rustydiamond.com is some fucking bullshit. I don't know what it is, but it's not me, man. And it costs a lot of money if I want RustyDiamond.com. So whoever fucking got it, or if nobody has it, it costs a lot of money. So I took .net. So you can go to RustyDiamond.net if you want to listen to my podcast. I got a lot of podcasts. But the one that uh, Jeremy was on was the Public Access Podcast. You can find that anywhere if the episode's get too real and we start talking about shit we shouldn't talk about you can watch it on rumble um because rumble is where a lot of my shit ends up because uh youtube has given me three strikes two and a half strikes three strikes two and a half strikes three strikes i'm at two and a half i'm so i'm playing good right now so if you really want anything you can go to rumble most anything's there so if not yeah i don't know fucking RustyDiamond.net has every fucking thing I do, so just go there, man. Fucking support this show is what really matters. I'm just some fucking guy, so like, give this give this show some love. That's what you should be doing. So yeah, and we, thank, and we thank thanks you. for having me, man. We thank you for that, man, and it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, yeah, Chancy, where can they find you? Well, you know, the book of faces. Under my name, uh, Instagram is the Red Eyes uh, Round Table, and uh, my TikTok is the Red Eye Round Table, and uh, Twitter is uh, Red Eyes Table, and then you know the the Void. It's <laughs> hmm. a good place to find you. Yeah. So what do you do on TikTok? I like asking people who are over 25-ish uh, what they do on TikTok. What kind of videos yeah. do you make on TikTok? I basically pass on stuff that, that are basic shorts or clips of uh, videos from this podcast and fucking use it to, you know, Broadcast he, he, there. He basically broadcast. He basically broadcast my TikTok on his TikTok. <laughs> yeah, way to do it, man. But I'm um, work smarter, not harder. Well, there's a reason that the TikTok for this show is over a thousand likes, and part of that's Chancy. But you, you go. But of course, you can find both of us on Facebook as Paranormal Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings with the S Podcast Group. Name change coming soon, and you can find us on. Instagram on the gram and on Twitter as that juggalo bastard. And you can find us on Tiki Talkie as that juggalo bastard podcast, where we post, we break down our episodes into 10 minute shorts, or we all, and we also post clips of, from our brackets of all the funniest moments. And you can find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings, where this is streaming currently. And be sure to check us out this, be sure to check us out tomorrow. I keep saying this weekend, but it's already the weekend. Be sure to check us out tomorrow for our Weird Al bracket at 4 o'clock Eastern. So come watch us break down 52 Weird Al songs and pick a winner. Yeah. But we want to thank Rusty once again for coming on. It's been a great show. And we will catch everybody tomorrow, actually. And then we'll be back with Tuesday with another regular episode with... I have to look it up. But with... um. Hot Apollo as our guest, who is a, I believe, musician slash comedian, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but, and I will find out soon what album she's 
what album they are bringing so we can figure out what albums we are bringing. But thank you all for listening and catch you next time. Be sure to like and subscribe. Everything's fucked up. Everything's about to fuck me shit.